Thank you for downloading the Racers Recap. If you want to join in on the conversation live, we record these Sundays, 7 p.m. Eastern at racersrecap.com. If you're listening afterwards, feel free to chime in on the YouTube video itself or on social using the hashtag racersrecap. And we'll find you. Enjoy the show. Hey there. What do you say there, world? Welcome back to the Racers Recap. We are stoked. It's season 31. It is an idea that a lot of people have been pushing to get um, Amazing Racers versus Survivors versus Big Brothers. And the only smart way that I think they should do this is to get, uh, they should do this on the Amazing Race. They should also have three tribes on Survivor and then follow the same theme. And you should also follow the same theme on Big Brother this year. All three shows should have been connected. What do you think about that? I mean, it would have been really cool. Um, I I think it would have been tough to pull off. Because if we're being honest, I don't, I don't know if Survivor needs us as much as we need Survivor. Well, if they need our Emmys. <laughs> it's fair. It's also fair. Well, no. Obviously, uh, Amazing Race has the least amount of viewership and um, social media interaction because it's the oldest uh, audience that watches this. Uh, but that's cool. So anyway, I'm super excited to be back. Uh, James Earl, what's new in your life? I'm just still a resident. I don't. Uh, since y'all last saw me, I finished like one of my residencies, and I decided I'm going to go back for second. So I'm doing a second residency in emergency medicine. Oh so I'm about twenty ish months from finishing completely. Twenty ish months. Jesus, you got like sixteen years of schooling, and keep going, never ends, <laughs> never ends. Wow. <laughs> That's why doctors get paid the big bucks, though, eventually, I guess, at some point. Eventually. Not quite there yet. <laughs> Jen, you got your yeah. Balance, Balance Pursuits podcast going on. You're doing ESPN yeah. X Games. What else is going on with you? Uh, well, I quit my day job. So next week's my last week at my like day job, and I can do all the other things that I've been doing more wholeheartedly. <laughs> Full time. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. Wow, that's great. Well, congratulations. And if, uh, if those of you who are in the chat room right now, we know the routine. It's a little thumbs up, a little like, a little share. And while you're at it, you can go subscribe to the Balance Pursuits podcast on whatever podcasting um, platform that you use. You can also subscribe to Races Recap while you're there because uh, we do podcast these as well as YouTube videos. Uh Let's check in the chat room before we really kick this off. Yeah, Corey uh, decided not to join us this season, not because he couldn't, but because he really didn't feel like speaking for the whole cast all season long. Um, and I don't blame him because, you know, I get it. I have it. a feeling we'll see him around this season. Oh, he'll, he'll, he'll probably pop in a couple times. He's yeah. de- definitely going to be uh, in uh, at least once, most likely twice, and uh probably going to bring Tyler with him. Obviously, this season is going to follow the same format. I'll try to uh, interview a different uh, team or person from a team every week so we can get everybody's views on it. And uh, if any of you are watching, I have not seen, I'm not paying attention to the chat room. Diana is at a family event right now. She's normally queen of the chat room. So if you guys want to pay Real quick, can we can I tell Jen how excited I was when I found out like you're replacing Corey? Like I was a little brokenhearted when Corey was going and I had no idea who's replacing it. And then when I found out it was you, I was so freaking excited. Well, I'm so freaking excited too. So I'm glad. I will miss Corey's presence, but we'll we'll get him on. Yeah, and it's more balanced this season. It'll be more balanced now. Uh, instead yeah. of 
three guys and a girl and you know with with our new baby charlie uh it's a little tough for diana to be here full-time we'll see how it goes but uh she'll definitely be a part of the team and i am super excited that you said yes you were the first first call that i made uh after i found out Corey wasn't going to be here live so i am super excited and thank you so much for joining us this season you're welcome team extreme team extreme all right so uh I'm going to check the chat room and then we'll just get right into it. So the format we're going to do is we'll kind of go through each team. And what I need you is either top three, bottom three, or middle of the pack. Middle of the uh, pack. I want to preface this by saying I absolutely hate this episode. It's necessary. I understand why it's necessary, but I hate it personally because mom and I were like on everyone's weakest team. Like everyone was like, oh, first out, first out, first out. So it sucks. So if I'm wrong, I'm glad I'm wrong. So sorry for any of the teams that have to call out. Same. Yeah. I totally agree because we're basically just having to make a lot of assumptions and stereotypes, which does not feel great. But we yeah. got to do it. <laughs> but this is the most talked about episodes usually is because people debate about, you know, what are strengths and what are weaknesses. And obviously some people have raced before so we could tell what their strengths and weaknesses are. And other people were on different shows and we'll, it's it's tough episode to do. But uh, again, take it with a grain of salt because if I just went back and watched, uh, read some of the reviews on what people thought about me and Diana after the first episode and... <laughs> Don't do that. Why did you do that? Uh, I was just doing some research. And uh, I saw it. I was like, wow, we were in uh, people had no faith in us. And even in in the in the cast assessments, there wasn't too much faith in us because people like, you know, they're going to suffer from the super fan curse and be out in like the first or second. So listen, (sighs) most people who do these don't know what they're talking about, even though we're pretty good. Um, We've we've done really well with our cast assessments uh, uh, in the the little time we've been doing. All right. Uh, we'll get a couple things out of the way before we get started. For those of you asking, uh, Diana and I did get a phone call. I think it was a year tomorrow was the 15th. We got the call to come back for this season of The Amazing Race. We were so excited. We had to sent our passports. We got to do everything. Two days later, we found out Diana was pregnant. And I <laughs> I tried to tell Diana, I was like, we can still do it. Don't worry. You're very young in your pregnancy. (laughs) She was like, you are out of your mind. Oh, that's a hard call. Yeah. But there was, we wouldn't, we, we wouldn't have made it through medical. Uh, so that's fine. But well, we did get asked. So it was bittersweet. Uh, but it did stink to, to to have to call them back and be like, hey, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, well, that's because they're priming you for like the real all-stars. Yeah, that's what I like to think, right? Like, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, Keep the dream alive. <laughs> and I know that you were just came off knee surgery. So otherwise, I don't know if you got the call, but they would have definitely given you guys a call. But you were very well publicized that you just had knee surgery. Yeah. I had had knee surgery, I think, like two weeks before they started that whole casting process. And um, But no one from our season was contacted either. So I'm also using that as a reason to keep the dream alive. <laughs> but yeah, knee's good now. So it was for sure ended up working out. 
And if you want to hear the whole story behind it, you could check out my friends at Reality TV Warriors. They uh, interviewed Diana and I, and we went really into depth about that. They're very good friends of us, Michael, Logan, and Michelle. Uh, They also run the Amazing Race Fans um, Facebook page uh, in the chat room. So go check them out, Reality TV Warriors. Uh, Definitely a different type of podcast than most of the Amazing Race uh, recaps. Um, They got their own little style. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now that we got that out of the way, let's get into it. We're going to go through the 11 teams uh, that were picked for this season. Um, I do know seven, eight other teams that were contacted that quote unquote didn't make the cut. I'm not sure if I can talk about them or if they want me to talk about them. I probably shouldn't talk about that because I know a lot of those too. And like some of them are heartbroken because of like reasons like y'all where they couldn't like physically do it because mm-hmm. of life stuff. So we don't need to open those wounds. Okay. So we won't do that. Uh, but <laughs> a lot, a lot of the teams that you think were contacted were contacted. Um, and a couple surprise teams that um, I didn't think would would get contact. Actually, a couple teams that made the race I didn't yeah. even think would would actually get the calls. So let's go through them. All right, let's start with the amazing racers, since obviously we all know a little bit about these teams. Um, we're gonna start with um, Tyler and Corey. Tyler and Corey. Where do you think Tyler and Corey fit along this lines? I mean, they pretty much dominated their season statistic-wise. Like uh, I think it was like 2.4 something was their average finishes. 2.42. Look at you. Ooh, look at you with the math. <laughs> I have all the stats. <laughs> I love it. Yes, I love that. So uh, right off the bat, um, Jen, where do you where do you put them? Um, top three. That's like kind of a no question for me. I think a few things to consider, like modern amazing race is a little different and they raced recently. So I think they're kind of like attuned to that. Um, and they were just, they were super strong in their season. So I expect to see a similar performance out of them this time around. Mm. she pretty much took the words out of my mouth there like everything that i was going to say about them they said when i'm looking at a team i I look at do i want to race against them and i want to hang out with tyler and Corey because they're awesome (laughs) i do not want to race against them (laughs) uh they were definitely a team that i expected to be a lock to be on any kind of all-star or recall season they are obviously have a huge following, but besides that, they were great racers. They were fun to watch. Uh, definitely top three. If they don't finish top three, uh, I'd be extremely disappointed. It's a lot well, of They got U-turned, right? So if they don't finish top three, they got U-turned. Right. Yeah. Right, but you got to beat them to the U-turn board, right? You got to beat them there. <laughs> <laughs> or just make lots of friends along the way. That's what I like. That's, that was my plan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I also think that uh, as good as they are, as good as they were, I'm, have, if you look at Tyler now as Tyler. Oh, he's Becker, ripped. He's yeah. probably in the best shape of anybody on this season, even uh, right. Victor, who's like a fitness coach. <laughs> he's yeah. shredded. Um, yeah. So I expect them to do extremely well. Uh, they're definitely a top three. All right, let's go to Leo and Jamal, the Afghanimals. Uh, third season. Do we really need them? Ah, they were entertaining. Uh, They're fun to watch. They are fun to watch. They are fun to watch. They are fun to watch. Not for like dislike or anything, but third time is a little. 
Mm. A little crazy. A little crazy. <laughs> so where do you think Leo and Jamal fit uh, James Earl? So from what we've seen in the past, they've had three Peters before, and the three Peters never have fared well. I don't know if it's because they're just they're kind of tired or or they just got older with age. I never know what it is, but the three Peters have never done well. So I kind of had them as a middle of the pack when I was looking at them. Well, Jen? I gave them high middle because, I mean, honestly, I like the Amazing Race teams, I'm kind of just assuming that they're going to mostly all make it pretty oh, far. Yes. It's like such an insane advantage to have returning racers against non-racers. So um, I don't think they're going to make it to the final three, but I do have them finishing like high middle because, well, they've finished high middle. They finished fourth in both their previous seasons. So I'm expecting similar. Um, but you also, I mean, you never know. Like sometimes I could imagine the three Peters probably want to come back like really hard and then race too hard right off the bat and get themselves into some trouble. So I kind of, I agree with you on that, James Earl. So uh, the way I look at it is, yeah, three Peters or returnees, they have an advantage for probably the first three legs. After that, I think it kind of, once people settle in and kind of get the, the gist of the race, uh, I think it takes a special type of team to still have the advantage. Uh, but you're right. I mean, running it three times, I mean, I, you may fall into this relax type of thing. And I think that's what happens to a lot of the three-peaters. Like, they feel like we've done this so much that we that they don't have that same, like, energy that they had the first two seasons. And I, I definitely had them middle of the pack as well. Uh, they're fun to watch. Uh, some people can find them annoying. A couple times I find them being a little fake just to kind of play it up. But, I mean, that's all part of the show. And when I met them in person, they were honestly some of the coolest dudes in, that you'd want to hang out with. So um, uh, um, ha- have the middle of pack as well. The one thing that I disagree with you on, though, Justin, is I don't think the first three leads gives people advantage coming back. Because what you don't know, I, I feel like when you come into the race, you don't understand how tired and how physically worn down your body gets around like six. So I think knowing going that like going into that, knowing like, hey, we need to like reserve some steam and reserve some gas because she gets real hard real quick. Like okay. I just, people don't understand that. That's true. That's true. Uh, and I think that's one thing that maybe survivors could uh, have a little bit of an edge because they're used to doing challenges when they're not at their best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that is such a different game. Like it's so slow, like, cause they're kind of always playing game and then you get into a challenge and it's like, intense but the challenges in survivor are really kind of unless you win immunity they're like not really a part of the game in the same way that it is a part of the game in amazing race you know what i mean yeah i I know what you mean i I still think home field advantage with any of these the amazing race survivor big brother home field advantage is huge what would be cool if they do this fingers crossed would be if they took challenges from survivor and some of the challenges you had to do on the race were survivor challenges. Oh, that'd be really cool. And then it's like, you know, they bring it back or big brother challenges. Right. So like they bring back stuff from these people's seasons yeah, and then they have a leg up because yeah. it's a challenge they've done before to balance it out. But who knows if they're that smart. That that would be awesome. <laughs> I, I would actually really appreciate that. Uh, although uh, Survivor's challenges have gotten too cookie cutter. All right, we're going to do an obstacle yeah. course and a puzzle. <laughs> obstacle course and a puzzle. Obstacle course and a puzzle. Yeah. So, really stop it. Uh, 
Everybody Wait, give, that's, me a, give me a puzzle any day of the week. I, don't give me no puzzles. <laughs> we suck at that puzzles. I take a puzzle. Uh, <laughs> uh, everybody that's hanging out in the chat room, if you got Twitter, tweet it out. The races recap is back. Use the hashtag. If we don't, if we don't get to your questions here, use the hashtag races recap. Uh, I follow that on my little tweet deck, so I'll answer anything that has the hashtag races recap. FYI. All right, let's get to a team that people are super excited about and one that I didn't see coming. Uh, I would have, you could have, I could have went through 50 teams and not thought that this would be one that they would call back. Colin and Christy from Amazing Race Season 5, old schoolers. My ox is broken. What do you think about Colin and Christy, Jen? Um, okay, well, first of all, people seem to really love Colin and Christy. Um, I had not seen their season, so I actually went back to watch it because I'm like, what is this all about? Um, Christy only did one roadblock the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was early days of amazing race. So there was a lot of like travel and logistical stuff at play that does not exist in modern day race. So like, I think they are still competitive. I think that they're much older, which I think can be an advantage. Um, it's also a male female team, which is historically an advantage. So I have them like high middle. Um, but I don't know if they'll have what it takes to go all the way. So Hmm. All right, James Earl, Colin and Christy. So this is one that I had actually trouble placing where that is, because I think it's such a mystery bag for what Jen said is because they last completed, it was 2005, is that what you said? It was like a long, long time ago. And pretty much if you looked at every other competitor, they've at least been on a show of their season recently. So even when you get to the Bid Brothers that, you know, Bid Brother a long time ago, they competed again recently. So I, I, I think they're a mystery team. I agree with Jen. I think the make or break with this team is to see how they adapt what they remember to current times. And Christy is going to have to kind of prove herself with roadblocks. And I'm not doubting that she can. I think it's just a very different game. Um, So I'm excited to see how she handles those. Wow. Uh, Tom Catwick said he thinks they'll be bottom three. I think you're way off with this. I have Colin and Christy in my top three. Uh, I think that if you go and you look at how their lives have changed since then, like they were both like CEOs or big wigs in that CGI company, the the company that makes the Phantom drones. So they're like in the head of technology. They're on the cutting edge of that type of stuff. They're both in extremely good shape. I think one of them's a yoga teacher. Oh, they're attractive couple too. Like super yeah, attractive. <laughs> as good now, if not better now, than they did. See, I think they look better now. Yeah. I think they are like well, super attractive. They look like so hot now. Yeah. I have them in the top three. I mean, have, having the amazing race background, having the uh, the years that have passed for them to mature and grow. And I think Colin's attitude uh, was one of the detriments of his team. He was really, yeah. really intense to like almost a mean degree. Um, uh, that one thing that did bother me was the fact that he did pretty much every roadblock. So, uh, But I can't yeah. fault them for that because it was just a different time in the race. Let's be honest. Right. Like, if mom and I were on the race back in season five, I would have done nine roadblocks. Mom would have done one. It's just how it was back right. then. Yeah. yeah. So sure. I, I think they're going to do really, really well. I have them into my top three. So that's where we start to disagree with the three of us. The first disagreements. I think we <laughs> Maybe we'll disagree with this one too. Team Fun, another team that I didn't didn't see coming back only because I had heard what? 
I had heard oh, that one of them yeah. had mm. something bad going on uh, behind the mm. scenes, but obviously that's not true. So, um, Team I'm Fun so is happy. Team Fun is back, and because uh, I, I believed what, what I heard, I had a different taste. But now I am so happy that they're back. They're one of the most fun teams. Obviously, the Team Fun, one of the most fun teams to watch. Uh, always very positive they were put together and they seem to mesh very well a male female team just recently season 29 where do you got team fun james earl i think as long as they don't get wrapped up in the team funness which i love i'm not faulting that i love it i think they're going to make it very far i don't necessarily think top three because i just think this season has some very very strong competitors but i think they're going to make it very far okay jen I put them in top three, which might slightly be because of wishful thinking and how much I love them. Um, but I also feel that they were kind of like hitting their stride and then unfortunately had a bad call on that roadblock and had Becca done it, it would have been like a completely different outcome. No offense, Floyd. I love you, Floyd. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that was not Floyd's strength. He has many other strengths. Um and they just love the freaking race so much. And I love watching them race. I love the team funness and it doesn't, you don't need to be the most intense and competitive team all the time to make it to the end. <sighs> Sad. Um, but yeah, I love Beck and Floyd. So I think that they're going to be top three. Um, and yeah, the end. <laughs> all right. Top three, uh, James. Oh, you had a, you had top five for them, right? I, it- I, yeah, I think they're going to do about how they did their first season, which I'm going to put them in the top five range at least. It's there or higher. Okay, I have them as a uh, middle of the pack. Um, so I'm not one that likes uh, a lot of mainstream stuff. I wasn't into Friends. I wasn't into like the uh, 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 Big Bang Theory or any of these like mainstream comedy things. So. I didn't get them as much as everybody else got them as like team fun. They seemed kind of fakey to me. Oh no, that was hundred percent real. Oh my that gosh. That was hundred percent real. Yes. And meeting them in person. I mean, they're such characters. They are just exactly as they seem. And while yes, it is like a little over the top and out there, but they are just a little over the top and out there, but they live in the same town. Like they've actually been able to spend time together. Seriously? And get yes, and they magically connected all the amazing grace. So they've actually been able to like train, and you know, Becca can like teach Floyd how to ride a bike. And um, <laughs> that's a little shade, that's a little shade there. I'm, oh no, they know I'm good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. And like I said. I I, I didn't get them. It just seemed fake to me. But if that's who they are, that's who they are. And I'm happy that that's who they are because that is just such a great way to live with such joy and like enthusiasm. Uh, It's not something that I have all of the time. But I do have it in in bursts. Another team that I did not expect to come back, even though they had an extremely good um, average during their season, Art and JJ from Amazing Race Season 20. Art and JJ. What do you think about Art and JJ, Jen? Uh, that one also surprised me, but uh, as far as like teams coming back that have great average finishes, I totally get it. Uh, 2.25, so still not as good as Justin and Diana, but um, pretty good. And I remember watching them, and I actually liked them on the race. I know they had a lot of haters out there, um, but I just thought they were competitive, uh, which obviously I'm okay with competitive people um so i have them finishing 
I want to give them top three too, but I don't know who else do I have left here. Um, yeah, we're going to give them top three just because they wow. came close to taking it home and got so hosed trying to freaking sled down on a whatever that sled was. They got hosed hard. <laughs> that was rough. That was rough. So, yeah. So Art and JJ, I have the middle of the pack. Um, They, I almost had them in the bottom three, but there's a couple other teams that I think are just going to be terrible. And they were an amazing race team and they did really, really well. Um, I I don't have a great feeling about them, but I do have them in middle of the pack. Uh, They're a guy, guy team, but I think they're not the best guy, guy team. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they're as balanced as, as you need to be to win the race. But I actually I'm, think you're probably right. I'm worried about them. <laughs> I'm, can I just say that I'm worried about them as like from the like racing standpoint because I feel like they did so well their first season. They're going to come into this a little a little cocky, and there's always that one team that you expect like, oh, they really did really good their first season. They come back and they just bomb like Natalie and Nadia. They killed it their first season. Came back bombed hard. Mm-hmm. If any team's going to do it, I think it's going to be Art and JJ, and that makes me nervous. I agree. Yeah, you guys are probably right, actually. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's start. Uh, that's all the Amazing Race teams. Um, super surprised that a couple Amazing Race teams that got called didn't get picked, and some of these teams got picked over them. So. Oh, also, I would like to make a complaint. I'm filing an official complaint, which is there's no female-female Amazing Race team in the Amazing Race teams, which is just kind of like, why? Yeah, why not? I there were I, some good ones on the list. There were some great ones on the list. <laughs> and this one's out there, so I can already talk about like Kim and Allie. I one hundred expected to see them back. Like I I expected to see them back a hundred percent. Uh I they got the call. Yeah. They they didn't make the cut for some reason, but it's like Kim, yeah. uh, I expected to see them back and I would have put them probably top three if they were on this season. Maybe yeah. they're just saving them all. They're saving all the good female female teams for <laughs> next returners, right? Maybe. Maybe. All right, let's go to Team Survivor. We're going to go with one of the most popular survivors in the history of Survivor. He was on season seven, season eight, season 20, season 27. Four-time Survivor, Rupert, and his his wife, Laura. What do you think about Rupert and Laura, Jen? Uh, I think I will be highly entertained, firstly, and will love watching them on the race, uh, particularly Rupert. But I... Do not think they're going to do well. I have them bottom three. Yeah, I think it's just, it's too fast paced. And I think that once they're actually on the ground racing, it they're going to enter like frenzy state that they won't be able to stay on track. Ooh, James Arrow. 100% agree. Like, uh, uh, I, 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 if they're not, if they're not in the first three out, I will be shocked. Only because, like Jen said, you get into such blinders, and let's be honest, the last time they were on like uh, was Blood versus Water. They made some very poor decisions very quickly, and like one of those on the race, you're out. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and you're done. You just can't have that. Yeah. Right. No, I agree that like I get why they got them on the show. Like Rupert is reality TV legend. Like, I, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he is one of, one of the most inter- entertaining people that have ever been on reality TV. I just worry for him in a game that is not social because the amazing race has very little social game to it. And now that we're going into the survival and the big brothers, 
Those are very social heavy games. There are a lot of competition aspects to it, but I feel like on the amazing race, the competition's first and the social is kind of a secondary where yeah. it's either like really screw you, but it doesn't really help you. Yeah. yeah I, exactly. I'm looking in the chat room and there's not one person who disagrees with you guys. I definitely see them as one of the first three out, if not the first team out uh, of the, I'm glad that they're on this show. Cause uh, Rupert's going to bring a lot of eyes to the show. I mean, he's on survivor four times, four times, Jesus. Uh, and he's, I mean, you just look at him. People know who he is and whether it's the tie dye shirt or the like, castaway look that he has like tom hanks like that's rupert man um uh as good as he was on survivor uh i i don't see his skills transferring over and from my season you can see a good social game doesn't mean anything because i didn't have any good social game at all (laughs) everybody hated me after first leg so it was over all right speaking of being hated let's get to the team who loves to be villains corinne kaplan and eliza they're both on survivor twice uh corinne was on season 17 season 26 eliza team uh season nine and team 16 this is a interesting pairing here that they smashed together uh jen since it's a girl girl team we'll let you go first what oh thanks think? and they have our colors well and james earl's color <laughs> and all the pink all, all the, the pink, pink. <laughs> um okay well firstly i will say that i think they're by far the strongest female team on this season um they're very smart um i worry a little bit about them being able to just not like implode a little bit just like get allow the intensity to be too much and make mistakes. Um, but I think that they're going to, I think they're going to do well, but I have them finishing middle of the pack. Like I said, I have all top, like the, my top five is basically amazing race. Art and JJ, I think you guys are right. I don't know why I put them in the top three, but I'm going to stay with it because why not? Um, but yeah, I think that they're the most competitive female team. I think they'll do pretty well, uh, but it's going to be just a learning curve for them because it's not like the social aspect of this game doesn't come in in the same way. Like you're not like manipulating humans. You still have to like navigate around foreign countries, but uh, is it Eliza or Corinne? One of them I feel like has language skills that might come in handy. Um, I'm blanking. I'm not, I don't remember to be honest. Uh, I, I, I see them as uh, bottom three. Uh, really? Yeah. I I just think <sighs> that, that I see them uh, almost like TMZ was on on our season. Like, they're going to be there to be throw shade. They, they're going to try to embrace the villain role. Uh, really? they, yeah, I, I just don't see them lasting too long. And, and I'm surprised that Corinne got an invite. Like, she talks so much junk about CBS, <laughs> about Survivor. About, she just talks... <sighs> But maybe that's why she got. Uh, but I don't know. I, just... so they'll be entertaining. Oh yeah, I, I. This is the first time I think Jen and I really disagreed on something today. I don't see them as the strongest female female team. I actually see them as the weakest. Ooh. Yeah, I think of the, I think of the three female teams mainly because I think Rachel has a big advantage that we're forgetting in the fact that she has done 24 legs of the race so far. Um, so I think true. that really helps them out. And then for Brittany and, oh my God, I'm awful because I can't remember Brittany's partner. Janelle. Not, Janelle, thank you. How did I forget Janelle? Good God. Uh, Brittany and Janelle, I think they just are, 
strong competitors that have really done the circuit so far. And for Corinne so, and Eliza, it's been a second since they've been in something like this. Yeah. yeah and I, I don't watch Big Brother. I've never seen a single episode. So I don't know. A, I don't know the game that well and like what it takes to be on it. So, and I'm not as familiar with Brittany and Janelle. So I think that's where like, I have my stereotype in my brain (laughs) about what that means. Um, And I, in my head think that like survivor would probably be more of a help in the race, but I appreciate your opinions and think they could be very (laughs) (laughs) valid. So uh, in the chat room, Harmstone said, uh, Liza speaks Mandarin, which is, yeah. The hardest, oh the hardest country right. to to communicate in is those Asian countries. I was say, oh, if they make it to China, they're going to be in first place, hundred yeah. percent. So that that could be a huge uh, advantage because that was that was a downfall for both me uh, for for our team and for um, uh, Tiffany and Krista had a tough time in uh, communicating as well. Uh, so yeah, I have them bottom three. Uh, I'll get to Diana's picks. I have them all here. Uh, we'll get to those at the end when we do our grand summary. Uh, let's go to a team that uh, I've had a tough time placing. Uh, Chris and Brett, who are on season 32. I mean, sorry, season 33. They were both on season 33 together of Survivor. Relatively recent. Uh, Chris and Brett. Uh, what do you think about them, James Earl? I actually loved watching them on uh, Millennials uh, versus Gen X. Like, that was a really good season in the first place, but those were some good characters on that season. Um this is one of the other two teams that I couldn't place. This is goes with like a Colin and Christie where they have potential to do really good and they have potential to bust really hard. So I didn't know exactly where to place them. Um, I, I hope to be surprised. Although male, male teams in general usually struggle because I feel like both of their strengths are kind of the same strengths and they don't have any, um, anything to balance that out. Because the race is all about balance, especially with the roadblocks um, and with the detours. Because if you can just get one person that can plow through the detour well, um, it's about balance. And I just don't see that from their team. I hope to be surprised. Hmm. Jen, what do you think about uh, Chris and Brett? I pretty much agree with James Earl on that. I have them bottom three. Um, And I enjoyed watching them on their seasons of Survivor as well and really particularly like Brett. Um, I just think there's not enough fire. Like there's like, I don't know. I need, we'll plot to see. Um, But yeah, I also hope to be proven wrong because I'd like to see them stick around, but I have a bottom three and I don't know if I actually have any other reasons to add to why. <laughs> yeah, I have a bottom three for lack of balance. Uh, um, uh, nothing really stood out for me challenge-wise while watching their season, uh, strength-wise while watching their season. Uh, I don't know why these two were teamed up and put on the race. There's a million other people that were yeah. more, more entertaining and, and better racers. I, do they know each other like outside of having, I mean, they know each other well now, but like, did they have a, I don't think that, I don't think they had that weird connection. If I remember correctly, Brett had a connection with, um, what's his name? It's sort of a Z. Um, I thought that was the real connection on millennials versus Gen X. I don't, I don't remember them having that strong connection there. Yeah. Yeah, I I think this is something that producers put together. 
I think yeah. this is something producers put together. Maybe they, I mean, obviously, you know, from bonding with people from your season that uh, yeah. being on a reality show together, especially the same season, you create these bonds. And for sure. So obviously they were on the same season, so they got a nice little bond going. Uh, and yeah. Ponderosa, uh, when you're sitting in Ponderosa together, uh, obviously right. they were there. So maybe they really got together there. Yeah. All right. Here is a team that I expect to see a lot of fun from uh, Rachel and her sister. Is it uh, Alyssa? Queen. The queen. Uh, Rachel was on pretty much every reality show on television. (laughs) Fear Factor, Big Brother, 12 and 13, Amazing Race 20 and 24, where I think that she got carried by her partner. So I do not have them doing well at all. Paul, even though I have him in the middle of the pack, but just strictly off Amazing Race. Um, yeah. Uh, amazing, just being on the Amazing Race and finishing. And they've never been, I mean, Rachel's never been eliminated. She's made it to the finish line twice. So, uh, but I think that had a lot to do with her partner. And I don't think this is a step up partner wise. I think it's a step down and I have them in the middle of the pack. What do you think, uh, Jen? I agree. Um, I have them low middle. I think that, I mean, in all fairness, you're right. Rachel has run 24 legs of Amazing Race, but I also feel like uh, Brandon did carry her a little bit. But maybe I'm underestimating her and how well she knows the game and how much that will come in advantage. Um, but yeah, I have them finishing low middle. I think that having a totally different race partner would be also really confusing because when you talk about like balance and some of the advantages of racing again is that you know that dynamic with your teammate and you know, like Christy and I know exactly what roles we would do now that we've raced. Like we tried to answer some of those questions ahead of time and we didn't really know. Um, so they are a new team, even though Rachel has personally raced a lot before. Um, so yeah, low middle of the pack. Low middle. See, I, th- I think this is one of the teams that's going to surprise us how far they go. I I feel like Rachel has the unfair. She has like the uh, the Brooks the Brooks edit where she had mm. so much emotion that no one could get past that. Because I went back and watched twenty and twenty four recently. She's not a bad racer, mm. but she's also one of these where like you can't get past like the theatrics and. The, emotion and the drama that you're like oh my god please stop right which is like what happened with brooke and brooke was actually a pretty damn good racer um when you like broke it down so i I do agree with you though that like having a different racer is going to kind of reset them because you have to find those roles again but i i don't think that's a team to sleep on okay i think that's fair i think that's a fair assessment Uh, let's go to uh, another Big Brother team. Uh, season 16, season 18, Nicole, and season 18 of Big Brother and the Challenge, season 31, uh, Mr. Victor, Challenge Beast on his season. Uh, yeah. What do you think of Victor and Nicole, uh, James Earl? I have this team as a top three team. Uh, if any racer, if any racing team that is going to if any non-racing team, sorry, I couldn't get that out, is going to win this, it's going to be Nicole and Victor. Um, I, I think those two are ones that are scary competitors. They've done a lot of stuff. They're both physically fit. I feel like they, their team brings a lot of balance, which I know we talked about. Um, I would be scared of racing against these two. Oh, Jen. Um, I have them high middle of the pack. Um, I'm going with an all-amazing race 
podium. <laughs> uh, no bias. But um, I agree that I think they're super competitive team from what I've understood and heard about them. Um, and also, I mean, so age and fitness is like fitness matters and age can be advantageous and disadvantageous. I think it's advantageous if in relation to fitness, but there is a certain level of like world neediness and awareness that age brings that I think, well, can bring, <laughs> um, that maybe they don't have as much of. Um, but in reading about them more and on their like bios and stuff, I mean, Nicole works as a nurse and Victor's a freight broker and like deals with like logistics and stuff. And so I actually think like those things could come in handy for them on the race. So I'm giving them high middle. I think they're going to do better than any of the other non-race teams. 100% agree on that last part. Yeah. That is, that is your top non-racing team. Yes. And I actually have them in the top three, uh, sneaking past some of the amazing race teams. Uh, Victor is just a challenge beast. I don't think there's anything that the race is going to throw at him. He's going to have a tough time with, except getting from point A to point B. That might be a problem. Although he does speak a couple languages, um, which could help him. Uh, Nicole, she was very interesting to watch. Um, that was one of the seasons that I actually watched. I only watched a couple seasons of Big Brother because I started meeting them and I had to watch some of the seasons so I could know about them. Uh, Victor, I got to hang out with him at a charity event. We slept in the same house. He's a really cool dude in, in amazing, amazing shape. Um, I think the only thing that'll be a downfall to them is if Nicole gets the wrong roadblock. Uh, but other than that, I think they're, they're one of the most balanced teams on the race, and I have them in the top three. All right. Let's so scroll. All right. I'm not going to get to scroll. I'm not going to get to scroll. Thanks. All right. So we'll go from, is that the, no, it's not the last Janelle one. and Brittany. Uh, Janelle and Brittany, uh, girl, girl team, Janelle, legend of Big Brother. Nobody could ever take anything away from her. Um, don't know Brittany as much, uh, but I think they're both referred to as queens by people. Uh, so Janelle challenged Beast during um, her, her reign of uh, uh, Big Brother. She won. Um, first impressions for me, mm, mm, I got... <laughs> I have them finishing bottom three. Um, I don't think the balance is there. Um, I think they're going to be, it's a huge shock, a huge difference between being on Big Brother and being on The Amazing Race, lounging around the house all day or being up and going. Um, I have them bottom three. Don't see them being around too long. Um, James Earl, you are a Big Brother fan. What do you think about these two? Yeah, I have them as a the middle of the pack. I don't necessarily have them as a bottom three. Um, I have them as the middle of the pack. I I do think they have a lot to prove because of how much history they have on Big Brother. Um, I don't necessarily have them at the end, but maybe I'll be surprised. Yeah, Janelle's been on three times, season six, season seven, season 14, and Brittany was on season 12 and season 14. So there is a tie between, uh, I think, Brittany and uh, Rachel, so maybe there'll be some drama there. Uh, Jen, what do you think about this, these two? First of all, that is so much of your life because – how long did they stay in the house? Like, well, Janelle made three, final three like twice. So she made like, she was there for hundreds of days. <laughs> that is insane. Okay. Like props to her for that because I would absolutely not be able to survive in that house. Um, however, I agree with Justin on this one. I think they're going to be bottom three. Just sorry. I don't see it. I don't really know either of them and maybe I will learn something new. Um, but yeah. 
All right. So I think that's going to be all the teams. So let's go through our, our top three. I don't know, do you have them separated, uh, James Earl, as I go and get down on this page? Am I so, allowed to have changed my opinion? Oh, 100%. Sure. Okay, okay. So we're talking. not like locking in yet. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, my my top three I have is Tyler and Corey, which I, I, I have a big feeling they're going to make it to the end and win. Nicole and Victor. And then I also had. I'm going to go with Becca and Floyd. Ooh, Becca and Floyd. Jenny, uh, I'll, I'll give you a second since you're, you're redoing okay. yours. Uh, Diana okay. has uh, – she she cheated and gave me a top four. She gave me Tyler and Corey, uh, Team Fun, Victor and Nicole, and she threw in Leo and Jamal as well. She also gave me a bottom three, which is uh, a Rupert, uh, Corinne and Eliza, and Brittany. She has the same uh, bottom three as me. So that's without even talking to her. We both have wow. the same bottom three. Um, all right. Uh, top three for me is uh, Tyler and Corey. I expect them to win. Um, I expect Colin and Christy to be second. And I expect Victor and Nicole to finish in third. That's my top three. No, that would suck to get second twice. <laughs> that really would yeah. be painful. Okay. Um, top three, Tyler and Corey. Becca and Floyd. Oh, I thought I knew. Okay. No, we're going to go with, we'll go with Colin and Christy. I'm going to go with Colin You're and Switching Christy. it up. I'm switching it up because actually I like the art and JJ thing I thought about more. And I think that you guys are probably right. Um, okay. And then bottom three for me would be Chris and Brett, Rupert and Laura and Janelle and Brittany. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, didn't, I don't think I told you my bottom three. My bottom three were Rupert oh, and Laura. Sorry. No, no, no. Uh, Corinne and Eliza, and then who's my third? Oh, Art and JJ. Ooh, Art and JJ. That's that's wow. So run them out with the bathwater. Yeah. So we we all have Tyler and Corey in the top three. We all have uh, Rupert and uh, his wife, and Corinne and Eliza in the bottom. I don't have Corinne and Eliza in the bottom. So Rupert is. We all have Rupert and Laura. Yeah, if they're not first out, I'm, I'm like, I'm not trying to be mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they have the cards stacked against them for sure. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that that's pretty much our cast assessment for this season. Uh, any kind of twists or things that you're expecting from this season uh, that we may want to throw out there? I like your twist of having uh, some survivor, actual survivor challenges along the race. I don't see it happening, but I like it. Yeah, I don't necessarily see it happening either. And it would really throw off my rankings because that in my mind is why the amazing race teams would have so much of an advantage. Um, the other thing I guess that would be on my mind is, um, the head to heads, which I'm sure will be back, uh, after testing them out on our season. Um, I was not a fan of the way, like of the location of them in the race. I didn't necessarily hate the actual head-to-head component of it yeah. but like it should not measure the final entire lead right it should start that way or like be in the middle so you at least have some time that you could like make up ground 100 agree with you like it needs to be where you have like either one thing afterwards or like you have to travel and find the pit stop or like have something yeah. a number one was not an auto elimination because like how much does that suck <sighs> b number two where you don't just like 
get screwed by time where yeah. like you're waiting for these people to finish these challenges that you finished an hour ago and you're exactly. like this, this is what people also don't realize and this is kind of what screwed mom and i is the time that you lose when you're getting to the pit stop like that still carries over you don't get like right. a hard reset so that like right. our t- t- driver cost us an hour and led nine which rolled over to led 10. right so our loss of six minutes i'm not bitter about that still <laughs> it's fine i'm we bitter replay. i'm bitter that you guys <laughs> i want to so but uh i definitely agree uh i loved love the head-to-heads in the canadian seasons i just didn't think the american season pulled it off in the proper way uh i think it was just silly to have it and you could see the finish line it's just silly you it, it would just made things so much different i think if anything they should be in the beginning of the leg not the end yeah. of the leg um and definitely don't be non-eliminations uh when you're doing the head-to-head make it worth something uh but uh i, I love it i expect to see head-to-heads back uh um, as I far hope as they don't do partner swap ever again. No, that was awful. I still hate that they ruined the top three thing for y'all. Like, I, I hate know. It. Like y'all would have been the like only team ever, and I, it ruined it for me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the partner swap. I uh, don't think that's something that they should bring back at all. Um, yeah, that's terrible. I mean, I like that they try new things. Uh, it's yeah. cool to try new stuff. Don't like the partner swap. So speaking of trying new stuff, in other seasons, uh, like other, not seasons here, but other variations of it, there's actually voting for like penalties and yields and Oof. U-turns. Justin, I know you don't want that introduced into the game. <laughs> but for this season, it makes sense because uh, then it brings some skills from Survivor and skills from Big Brother that they can use against the Amazing Races because Amazing Racing used to it, but them two are. So uh, that would be a great twist for the season. Yeah. And there's precedent for it. So I would really – actually, I, I would embrace that for this season. For our season? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just you better pray that, like, there's no votes involving you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that wouldn't have been good for us. Uh, that wouldn't have been good for us. Yeah. Yes, we were one leg away, Lucille, the same as Team Extreme. not one leg, one place. That is such, I guess, yeah, never mind. I'm going to further comments. <laughs> you got every leg that you guys finished together, you finished in the top three, That which is, is, a, is an asterisk. There's an asterisk next to it. It sucks that there is. I mean, like I said, for the second time ever in the history of the Amazing Race, a, a, um, a fast forward got canceled because of weather. So it only happened one other time. So if it wasn't for that, it would have been top three. We'd have broke a record. So whatever. No, I'm not bitter about that either. Pobrecito. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we lost an hour and still be two teams. I mean, come on. But anyway, um, yeah. So what else? Any other twists that you guys expect to see in a season or any other uh, teams that you would have liked to see uh, for this season? I really okay. thought like both of y'all were going to be, I'm going to be honest. I thought both of your teams were going to be on like the next returning teaser, like no doubt. So I'm really shocked about that. Well, well thanks. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I totally Agree. I think Team Extreme was a lock for any kind of redo. Uh, I also think we were a lock, but maybe just because me being selfish, but uh, or cocky or whatever the hell people call me. Uh, <laughs> I tell you a lot of things, Justin. I know. I, I, listen, I agree with Crybaby. Uh, cocky. I, there's a line between the cockiness. Like if Michael Jordan tells you he's the best basketball player, is he cocky or is he confident? Like I don't know. Like 
Jen, imagine this for 21 days straight. It's so amazing. It's so amazing. And, and to be fair, I wasn't like that with all of the teams in front of the teams. Most of the cockiness that people hated was during our interviews with the producers who were asking me questions and wanted right. honest answers. Like, so and I gave probing. them honest answers. Like, Jen, that's, Jen, that's one reality that's being shared. <laughs> the, the, actual, <laughs> the actualness of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Well, I like Justin much better knowing you not as Justin the racer. Oh, 100%. No, Justin in real life is awesome. I understand it more. I understand, like, the things you say and, like, what could be perceived as cockiness. Like, I I get it all, and I think it's just – I mean, it's just all for fun. And I think some people take that sometimes, like, too seriously. Like, it's serious, but it's, like – it's for show too. You know what I mean? No, I get I it. Know. I get it. I totally get it. Listen, I, I've, I've been on the radio for a long time. I play up a lot of things. And when people ask me things on the radio, I'm always very honest and straightforward. Uh, and on the race, it didn't work out to my benefit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I was a kid in a candy store. I had more fun. Yeah. There was nobody on my season that had as much fun as I did. Uh, you could go back and watch. I literally danced in every country. I, I Nobody points that out. I actually put together a video I haven't released yet uh, <laughs> of me dancing in every country. <laughs> I think I'll, I'll, so I'll put it out sometime during this season. Uh, I don't know why Please I never do. released it, but it's me dancing in every country that we were in. And, oh, I had one more thing I, I forgot to mention earlier. Yeah. If you look in the bios, why the hell is one of the 22, only one out of the 22 said that the racers didn't have the most advantage and it was Floyd. 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 What? Come on, Floyd. You have know more faith than racers. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's him that's being humble. Nice. Yeah, I think he was trying to be nice. <laughs> but yeah. it's just not true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you 100% have an advantage going in. Um, and I'm, like, I'm not faulting the Survivor to Big Brother. If, the, if this was a Survivor recap, I would say all the Survivor people have, like, because you right. know what you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. All right, we're almost to the end here. Um, so, James, are you going to have your seal clap back? Um, I'm going to I'm gonna have my um, super fan move. Uh, did you come up with anything, Jen? If not, I might have something for you. Okay, so, no, but maybe we can brainstorm about this. Okay, what award are you going to be giving back. out this season? But I'm thinking, because we were Team Extreme, it should probably relate to, like, the extremeness of something that unfolds whether it's like extremely terrible or great or surprising or whatever um so i'm gonna roll with that but i don't know what it's called because x factor popped into my mind and i was like i absolutely cannot call it x factor um so open for names and opinions i think the extreme move of the of the race whether it's the actual you could team extreme i mean you guys who made the extreme move whether it's it's, like you said it'd be the extremely bad right exactly no harm so we're not calling it who that who that (laughs) (laughs) thank you for that though (laughs) the most invisible team Mm. oh yeah but that doesn't fit doesn't happen as much on Oh yeah, I'm not that, invisible. Thanks. No, by all no, no, no man. I think everything y'all, fits. Y'all were the stars of that season. Are you kidding me? Oh, Absolutely. you're kind. I mean, Thank and you. like James Earl got to see a clap throughout his season of the Amazing Race. I had, I was the super fan of my season. Oh, 
of the Amazing Race, even though James Earl hid his super fanness. Uh, right? Yeah. Just, here's the thing: put me on Survivor. Like, I feel like these recaps ruined it because now people will know. But like, if I had just not a Survivor, no one would no one would have known. <laughs> and yeah, I think uh, I think it, when they do the uh, Amazing Race, they do this reality showdown on Survivor. Uh, I would. I would love to be on it, but I think you would be a lot better at it than I would. Oh, I would destroy. How many times did I lie to you on the season, Justin, and you still <laughs> helped me out? <laughs> I, I, I liked you. I, again, I didn't want you in the finals for selfish reasons, but then once I started to hang out with you, I, I wanted to see you in the finals. So, And I lied to your face so many times. You did. You're, you're a liar, but I was the bad guy on my season. I never lied once, but somehow I was the jerk. Never see, lied I once. With, I did it with a nice little smile and just like throw my hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is one hour till Game of thrones is there anything else that we have for our, our uh, season uh, the kickoff the cast assessment before we head on out of here i'm just excited i think it's overall going to be a really really good season and super entertaining so i'm ready for it to be wednesday i'm also stoked on game of thrones tonight but 100 <laughs> love the time slot um super yeah. excited that it's back on a time slot that it should be um i love the fact that there's going to be new eyeballs on it from uh yeah. survivors and big brothers uh i love the fact that it's going to be a lot more social interaction on social media because of that uh super excited that this could be the revival of the amazing race i know i know a lot of people don't like returners or and all of those people usually like feel like they took my spot when they never even sent in an audition tape it's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no they didn't take anybody's spot if you were interesting enough and you sent your tape in they're not like oh you don't fit uh, we're not gonna have you on like if you were gonna be on mom and i are like the ideal for this mom and i literally one day like finally decided to do it put up a video made a three minute one shot video put a, submitted it and the rest is history so like it can be done if you're thinking about it just do it do it send it in um it may be a long time before you actually see it on tv uh probably 2021 ish but (laughs) send it in because i think the ratings are going to be huge for this season Uh, i think uh uh, they moved it up so it has a chance at the Emmy again. Uh, I, I think this is going to breathe new life into it, and I'm super excited. And I'm glad that a couple of my friends are actually on this season, both from Survivor and Amazing Race, um, uh, and a couple big brothers that I know. So I'm really excited to see how they fare. A lot of junk is talked at conventions about um, which show is harder and how other people would do. And if you watch Big Brother or Survivor, as soon as those seasons are over, people are already talking about getting teams together, the fans and putting them on the amazing race so we'll see if this season does well we'll see more like it but i don't know i love each and every one of you that are here watching thank you so much for sticking around and spreading the word and being a part of our family it really means a lot that i get to continue to be a super fan and actually have a platform that people want to watch james earl jen i really appreciate you guys being a part of the team um i the show would be terrible without a, a balance of you guys. So I appreciate you and looking forward to a great season. All right. Everybody in the chat room, uh, I didn't get to all of you. I do apologize. It's normally Diana's thing. Again, go to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. Use the hashtag racist recap uh, throughout the whole week. I'll be live tweeting Game of Thrones tonight. Uh, if you guys want to get on that, you're well. Um, I appreciate you, each and every one of you. Thanks so much for hanging out with us.
Bye. Bye. <laughs>